Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. La 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 la. La 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 la. Okay. Is it recording? It's not recording when we'll just have to scrap this whole podcast <laughs> and say fuck it. <laughs> I uh, am not. Well, actually, I'm in a great emotional state, but I'm also not. Uh, my professor made the entire class cry this morning. What happened? Tears of joy. Oh. <laughs> he's like the sweetest man you've ever met in your entire life. Like he, he's a law school professor, okay? And he loves us. He literally, he gave us this whole speech about how we are worth like, we have worth as humans and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is getting sad. Like, I might cry. And I was like, I'm not going to cry in classes. You fucking stupid. And then he goes, I just want you to know, lastly, that I love you all. And he was like, and I'm going to be praying for you. He's like, I pray for you every night. And I was like, oh, God, it's coming. <laughs> and after class, I was like, please don't look at me. You can all see my weakness. But literally, everybody was crying because it was just like, why would you say this to us uh, at this point in time? <laughs> Why would you tell me I have work? <laughs> I had a professor like that in college, and she still, like, contacts me now and then. She's mm-hmm. the sweetest little lady. So pure. Um, and she always, like, she would give you hugs. She was my advisor, so she'd be like, I can tell that you're having a really hard semester. Yes. Let me give you a little bit of advice, you know what I mean? Or, like, a little <laughs> bit of a pep talk. Or, like... I, like, over quarantine, she literally called me and was like, I just was thinking about you. Damn. And, I, and she was like, you, you are blah, blah, And you know what I mean? She just like, you are blah, 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 blah. You have worth. Yeah, she, I was like, God dang it. Oh, yeah, but I, I love liter- seeing her. She's so sweet. Yeah, but I literally cried and said it to everybody else. And, like, you know, I'm not a cry. Well, I am a crier, but not typically in public. Not normally in public. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, cause I walked out and I was like, I was trying to make all y'all think I was a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I try not to cry in public. I've really been bamboozled if I cry in public. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or sometimes I cry, if I'm crying in public, it's probably cause I'm in Disney World and that's socially acceptable cause everyone just oh, walks yeah. around crying. Or if it's like a movie, that doesn't count, but in the middle of class at like oh, no. 1130 in the morning no never but it happened so you know what fuck it whoever saw me cry this morning i'll still beat your ass <laughs> she won't i won't <laughs> but anyway so my more my day started off great we'll see how we'll see how it ends i'm gonna see if i can make you cry during this podcast when i talk about <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna scare me today i'm just gonna scare you <sighs> speaking of podcasts welcome to uh this podcast this is this is gonna sound weird. That's the name of it. A uh, podcast where we talk about uh, paranormal, true crime, folklores, spooky th- shit, things in general, of, things of that nature. We talk about uh, you know Taylor getting emotional and Sydney being just a rock. Yeah, yeah that's how I describe it. <laughs> I'm the emotional bitch here. Um, I am Taylor. And I'm Sydney. And so we're just going to get that all the way. And welcome. This week's theme, we don't have a running title for it. We've no. never had a running title for mm-hmm. it. It is South America tales, paranormal tales. Specifically Mexico. Fo- folklore things. Yeah, we're doing specifically Mexico. Don't want don't to make it too broad in case we want to do another episode on something else. 
Well, I'm gonna tell you right also, now. Mexico I'm, is I'm in North you, America, I do you believe? Well, I'm gonna tell. Well, the re- <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I went a little off book. You went my, away from Mexico. No, no stop. You're, taking, you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> my story takes place in various places. Okay, okay. Mexico, parts of South America. The Americas, okay, if you will, just stories from the Americas. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. We'll take it. I think Cindy's cheated this week, so I think by well, default I win. What well, if, okay, this is like top of my head right now. What if we had a contest every week and one of us what was, won? What would the criteria be? I don't really know. Like the listeners would vote and be like. Taylor won this week. It doesn't, you know, it could be based on whatever their subjective belief is. I don't know if I, my self-esteem couldn't handle that. Maybe Sydney in 2019 could have done that, but Sydney in 2020 is very weak. And and if Taylor won one week, I'd be like, oh God, what did I do? It's probably when I stuttered just a little bit. You know what? We'll work, we'll workshop it, people. I, I'll convince her. I think it will be fun. Or we could, you know... Who we could do when I was little, when we would do contests about who was the prettiest, we would do we would do another contest that would also be like who's the ugliest. <laughs> so whoever, ironically you know, enough, you win both. No, I never won either, so I'm very much average. I did win an American Idol one time, and my wow. uh, stepsister then told me that they were actually voting on who was the worst singer. <laughs> so I'm not really sure if that was true. <laughs> not sure if that was true. She was just trying to be rude. <laughs> It could be. be. I'm going to tell you, your siblings, they will crush you more than anyone else can. That's true. It's okay, though. I've healed from that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, make sure to follow us on our instagram at gonna sound weird pod just in case we keep you updated just in case we do put out these these polls of who's prettiest or ugliest we could even do we don't have to do city one taylor lost or whatever we could do whose was scariest whose was weirdest who would win in a fight me not you the stories (laughs) okay yeah did like did bigfoot win or did the loch ness monster win see we could we could do that you know what we'll come up with something we're gonna give you more content other than just rambling (laughs) (laughs) well we should probably get started you went first last week yes i did so i'll go first this week only seems fair Okay, whatever. <laughs> I really think if I went first, I could win. <laughs> See, because people lose interest about halfway through. I could through. just stop the recording. <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my story that I went a little off book with, but I didn't go off book, okay. so get off my back. Okay. I'm doing mine on the Chupacabra. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, my sources for this week were Wikipedia bbc.com animal planet and a episode of monster quest <laughs> animal planet that seems like <laughs> a, actual a real source that well i'm gonna tell you right now monster quest if y'all haven't watched it y'all should really get into it they take like they take like stories that people have seen so they've seen the chupacabra and they reenact it there's really <laughs> crappy cgi like where they'll be like this is what the creature looked like um, but then they get like actual scientists where they like collect DNA and they'll have like a zoologist or something like that. Or they'll have like a park ranger who is like, no, hell no, there is none of that. <laughs> or like, yeah, we've had some weird sightings. So they always, they, there's a little bit of science to it. So I okay. am putting it in here. I'll believe it. So 
those of you who don't know what a chupacabra is or the chupacabra, whatever you want to call it, I think there's multiple. Um, chupacabra translates to goat sucker oh. in Spanish. And chupacabra is a creature and folklore told throughout parts of the Americas. So North and South America to be oh, specific. With sightings in Puerto Rico, Chile, and Mexico, as well as parts of Russia and the Philippines, which I find Damn, a little took random. A, I, swam, I swam over there. Uh, so the creature is told to be roughly the size of a small bear, so around four to five, five feet tall, with large eyes and claws and spikes that go down its spine from like the ba- base of its neck all the way to its tail. Yeah. In some sightings, it has also been described as a hairless dog or having a reptilian-like body, red eyes, and darting tongue, as well as having a sort of fang-like teeth. Mm. In North America, however, it's described more like a dog that walks on four legs, while in South America, specifically in Puerto Rico, it's described as walking on two legs, more like a human. I've, I've never heard it, walking on two legs. Well, it's because you're from North America. That's true, that's true. Uh, so... First reports of the creature started in various areas of Puerto Rico in 1995. Locals claimed that the beast was responsible for killing livestock in the area. And here are a few of the claims. So in Oracovis, Puerto Rico, farmers found eight sheep completely drained of blood, each bearing puncture wounds. Mm -hmm. In Guanaca, Puerto Rico, 44-year-old... No, I'm a, this is a little bit of a doozy. Osvaldo Claudio Rosado, it's a little bit of a tongue twister, okay. claimed to have been grabbed from behind by a gorilla. However, gorillas are not native to Puerto Rico. <laughs> After fighting off the creature, Rosado wa- uh, walked away with scratches and cuts around his torso. And in that same area, not too far away, where Rosado was attacked, chickens and cows were found dead and completely drained of blood with a single, like, puncture wound to their neck. Mm-hmm. Now, in Canavano, Con- Canovanas, I don't know. Okay. I didn't take Spanish. I took French. So get off my back. <laughs> uh, I uh, did take Spanish, but I don't, I don't retain any <laughs> information. Hundreds of livestock were found dead, and this caused a real stir in the community because farmers were, like, now losing their livelihood because, oh, yeah. you know, your livestock is how you make your money. So Mayor, Mayor Jose Kimo Soto raised, or like, like, organized volunteers to go out each week and hunt for the creature good idea now this went on for nearly a year oh shit but no creature was ever caught (laughs) he was like deuces bitches i'll be back when y'all are done (laughs) he saw the news but like the bulletin he saw the newspaper advertisement looking Uh for volunteers he's like gotta go (laughs) that's when he went to russia yeah (laughs) uh finally in torresila baja a woman found a dead chicken with holes in its neck as well as her cat dead with its genitals gone and her guinea pigs with their throats slit now i included this one because it all happened around the same time and they did have the puncture wounds but if i'm gonna be honest with you this particular (laughs) report seems more like someone is trying to mess with her Uh, yeah like maybe she has like someone's got a vendetta against her i mean 
Do you think a chupacabra is just going to slit a guinea pig's throat? <laughs> no, and, like, he's going to eat the blood, right? Well, I don't... Yeah, it just seems like someone's just trying to mess with her. Also, like, why would they... Why would they eat the cat's genitals? I don't know, but they killed the cat, too. Oh, well, speaking of cat genitals, I saw a pair of cat balls on TikTok yesterday, and it was disturbing <laughs> if you uh, haven't seen that just look it up it's kind of cute but kind of weird <laughs> well hudson's getting fixed next week so he can say goodbye to his so i've never seen cat balls before so that's why i was really like i didn't even know they had them well they kind of i feel like because the, they're just kind of hidden they're not as prevalent as Dogs. dog ones but we're Rip. hoping that'll be less aggressive when he gets fixed uh tex i can tell a little bit of a difference when he got fixed but he still as crazy as ever no, that's not that's not boding well for us. <laughs> so, in each of these instances, the animals were drained of blood with just puncture wounds found in their body. And interesting enough, like no meat was taken from these animals, mm-hmm. which typically, you know, if you think like a coyote's got your your goat or something, it's gonna eat. It would eat the goat. Some of it, at least. <laughs> so, that's something interesting, and that's why it gets its name, goat sucker. Because it sucks the blood. Kind of like a vampire. Oh, yeah. So, the legend soon made its way to the mainland when 69 chickens, goats, and ducks are found dead on a Florida lawn, all with their blood drained from their body. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly enough, Michigan and Oregon also suffered some attacks to their livestock, which people have uh, attributed to the chupacabra, but I don't I don't buy that one. <laughs> <clears throat> um... Reports of livestock being drained of blood also came out in Mexico, and by the late nineteen sorry by late nineteen ninety six, the chupacabra had become a minor media sensation. Uh, there's even a page uh, out of the like from the Princeton University. There uh-huh. were some students, I guess they had nothing better to do, and so they conducted research and like created like a sort of history of the chupacabra um dedicated to the the folklore that is a chupacabra and i just thought that was interesting that even princeton got in on it look they got it look you remember last week i said that a girl at ohio state was talking about or somebody at ohio state was talking about lizard people well it makes me think of also like uh bigfoot has the file at the fbi Mm -hmm. very similar energy Uh, Now, in April of 2000, farmers in Kalama, which is a mining town in Chile, woke up to find all of their goats and sheep dead in their pens, all with their necks mutilated. Uh, This caused the media to go crazy because this was the first attack, the chupacabra attack, uh, in Chile. So the federal government actually got involved, and (laughs) back in Chile's capital, the Justice Ministry began an investigation at the highest level of Chilean law enforcement, getting the National Guard and the Chilean, Chilean, I Chilean. think, Chilean, I excuse think. me. I will. I actually went to high school with a girl who, I don't know if it's Chile or Chile, either one. She I didn't it, care. I think it's Chile. I think so too. She was from Chile. Well, the Chilean <laughs> Ministry got involved. However... No creature was found after two months of searching. And to this day, no one truly knows who killed the livestock in Kalama. But the Chilean government did release a statement where they blamed the attacks on wild dogs. 
And it makes kind of sense, kinda I guess. Sense. I don't really know what wild <clears throat> dogs do because we don't really have them in the United States, really. Mm-mm. So I don't know. I mean, they wild. They probably do kill shit, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tex will probably kill something in the wild. He killed a chipmunk a few weeks ago. So that was sad. (laughs) That was very sad. I was very upset with him. Brandon was proud because he was really using that prey instinct. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, According to Chilean press accounts, the Chilean military officials have released chupacabra materials to NASA for testing. Okay, now I have a question. What the hell does NASA need with chupacabra so they don't, they don't come, <clears throat> did they come from space so i think that they really contributed like oh perhaps the chupacabra is some sort of like something from outer space because you know nasa deals crazy. with like ufos and yeah. like area 51 so just like um, crazy shit so the military thought that they had found like chupacabra eggs Ew. And so they sent them to NASA for testing. Mm-hmm. and But some people, specifically a radio program, has accused NASA of actually creating the chupacabra in a lab uh, <laughs> in the first place Ooh. while conducting genetic tests on, uh, in the desert of Chile uh, on these animals called mandrills, which are similar to, like, baboons. So, mm-hmm. interesting. That is interesting. But that makes me also think of... Bigfoot, so... And NASA has a file on chupacabras. (laughs) Uh, Now, reports of bodies of chupacabra have turned up in areas like Texas, and DNA tests on those bodies have been done. However, the result... Test results showed that these bodies belonged to dogs, raccoons, or coyotes that had all lost their hair due to mange. Oh, yeah. So those of you who maybe don't know what mange is, it's like a... I don't know if it's like a fungus or a parasite. Yeah, it's it's some sort of like disease that the wild dogs develop where it makes them lose all their hair. Yeah, and they just look kind of they look insane. not great. <laughs> they <laughs> they look, don't look good. Uh, this causes them to be hairless and for their skin to kind of look burnt because it's kind of like uh-huh. irritated. I think it's probably like scabs or something. Yeah, and think about like maybe like eczema. Kinda eczema. Make, I got eczema. Eczema. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um. This also made it difficult for ranchers or residents who had shot these animals to recognize mm. them. Because you would think, you know, like, you're a rancher. Wouldn't you know what a coyote looks like or a dog looks like? But with them being covered in mange, it makes it a little bit mm. more difficult to recognize. Um, now, on the episode of Monster Quest that I watched, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a man in Texas named Devin McNally. Uh, who had experienced his chickens being killed and drained of blood. And around this time, he had spotted this weird creature sort of stalking the area. Uh, so he would see it, like one, like, one day, and it would be, like, walking in this field, and he's like, that's a weird animal. So he'd go inside to get his gun, and then by the time he'd come back out, it was gone. So one day, he was ready. He had, like, stashed a gun outside. <laughs> so when he saw it, he shot it. Nice. And he took pictures of it. And really, it looks just like a dog that has, like, zero hair. And it's got, like, kind of, like, black, kind of, like, scabby skin. Mm. And it does have sort of fang-like teeth, which, to me, I just think of, like, 
dogs who don't get proper veterinary care probably yeah. get like sort of like jagged teeth. Well, I mean, they're probably, like, you know, your dog will eat a rock if you Mm -hmm. don't stop them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if it's a dog out in the wild, they probably eat hella rocks and sticks. Tex loves sticks. (laughs) So, uh, the, he, like, took pictures of the creature and he actually had bones. Um, Mm -hmm. and so they tested on it. And they did determine that it was not a, not a chupacabra, simply like a dog or a coyote. When they test on, like, Bigfoots and chupacabras, I always wonder that, like, okay, what are you testing? What are you testing it against? Because it may come back, not dog, not cat, not raccoon, but does that mean not dog, not cat, raccoon equal Bigfoot or equal chupacabra? That math don't add up. <laughs> Yeah, I think that it has to be, like, they probably compare it to animals that they think it could be. Uh-huh. Like, okay, we think it might be a dog, so they compare it to, like, canine DNA yeah. and see. I'm not fully sure how DNA works, but I would think, like, maybe they'd be like, oh, it's only a 70% match. Yeah. So maybe it's not a full-on dog, but maybe it's, like, a, a cousin of a dog. So maybe, okay, maybe they rule everything out that we know about, and then they're like, okay, we're going to keep this DNA, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll call it chupacabra, and then if we find... A bunch of other DNA that matches this DNA that maybe we know that this is, we can call this now, Chukabra. Yes, I think that's kind of how it works. I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that nine times out of ten, I think that they probably look at the DNA and they're like, oh, this is just a dog. Uh, yeah, that sounds <laughs> and, like it. And then they don't get any further than that. <laughs> yeah. So to this day, reports of Chupacabra sightings do still come up. However, many regard the chupacabra as nothing more than urban legend. Uh, uh, specifically because the first official reports of the creature coming out uh, came out in the mid-90s when the internet was pretty popular. And so the story was able to spread very quickly and very wildly, um, uh, making yeah. it, quote, the first internet monster. Like Slenderman? similar yes uh but also it's interesting to note that the description of the creature has developed very rapidly like it started off like this is a creature that walks on its two feet and this is what he looks like and now it's more like you said you thought of it more as a dog because I do think of people, it as a dog. People who live I think closer to like that Texas Mexico border mm-hmm. see it more as like a wild dog. Yeah. I always base it off of the Scooby Doo movie where they meet they, they go after the Chupacabra. Oh, I don't know if I remember that part. Mm. Of course I don't. <laughs> I don't I'm like picturing it in my head. I feel like mostly when I see it it's just on like you know those like maps of the United States mm-hmm. or like of North America and then it'll have the Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I don't know. I picture it as like a big ass rat dog thing. Yeah. I'm picturing it kind of rat like but like huge. Honestly well, I think I get it confused with a copy capybara or capybara mm-hmm. which is an, a real animal mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i confused the two yeah i definitely think of it as having like kind of like naked mole rat skin you know <laughs> what i mean so very creepy um but then i think of it being like huge yeah yeah i kind of picture it like that too but kind of kind of furry but not fully furry mm-hmm. now spikes on the back i usually don't picture that because now i'm picturing just like a brontosaurus or some type of dinosaur <laughs> Uh, well, some people kind of compare the Chupacabra to the Jersey Devil, yes. which is another folklore. Yes. 
um, where basically if anything weird happens uh, in the southern part of the United States or parts of South America that's just unknown, mm-hmm. uh, that they're like, well, must be the chupacabra. Must be. There's no other way. Whereas in New Jersey, they're like, well, something kind of weird happened. Must be the Jersey Devil. Interesting. So, that is a brief history of the Chupacabra. Uh, I highly recommend you listen to the Monster Quest (laughs) episode to get some more. Also, because they have, like, people reenacting them seeing it. And it's the people who saw it reenacting it, which is even better. Okay. You know what? So, they'll be like, I saw the Chupacabra in my yard. And then it'll have them, like, walking through their yard like, oh. I think, um, where'd you watch that at? I watched it on YouTube, but they have, like, it, they still have episodes on, my dad and I used to love the show, but now they're doing more, like, actual practical animals. They'll be, like, like, what, like a big-ass bear? Um, yeah, or they'll be, like, <laughs> I watched an episode recently where it was, uh, what are they called? Uh, Komodo dragons, evidently in parts of, I think it's parts of Australia, there are huge Komodo dragons. Um, And there are tales of it just like attacking children and like gobbling them up and eating them. And so they were trying to prove could this animal in fact do that? Do they have that instinct? So I guess like it is a monster in that regard, but but it ain't a monster. You know what I mean? Well... The, what is it, Komodo Dragon, Hate Them Bitches. I watched a show. It may have been something similar to that, like, a long time ago. This man was, like, in his, like, hut. And Mm -hmm. the Komodo Dragon just comes in, busts up in his house, and, like, drags him out and eats his ass. Yes. I think it might be that same one, or very similar, because Mm -hmm. they do, like, go out to the indigenous people who will, like... Yes. They have, like... They have their house, like, built up on kind of stilts. Yeah. And they said that you have to be careful when you leave your house... Because they, the Ugh. dragons, like, lay underneath no. the house. Fucking, no. No. I hate Komodo dragons. I hate what they look like. And then they have, like, little baby-looking ones called, like, monitor lizards. Don't. Just no. I'll be honest. I don't really like any sort of reptile. either. I like the little lizards that hang out on my porch. No. Can't fuck with them. I had a toad harass me the other day on my porch. I was walking, going to walk downstairs, and there was a big-ass, fat-ass toad staring at me. The only type of reptile that I can really get behind is, like, a gator. Is that a reptile? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think so. Sure. A lot of people like those bearded dragons. Nope. I don't can't know do with that. I'm not a big fan of lizards. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't like reptiles at all. Sorry, people. I like gators. I think those are fun. But I think it's because... They scare me. You know I love Florida. True. Gators just scare me really badly, so... I mean, I wouldn't, like, go out and be like, oh my god, a gator, let me pet it. But, like, I like going to the, like, the alligator farm. I'm just convinced when I'm in Florida, I'm going to get snake attacked by a gator around any body of water. Possible. So... I typically don't go to random bodies of water in Florida. I typically I stay to the, I stay true to like outlet malls, <laughs> uh, theme parks. True, that's true about Florida it. Florida experience. <laughs> I'm getting that authentic Florida experience. The strip malls, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> prime Florida, and I cannot be convinced otherwise. Oh my god! I'm out here eating the 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 orange juice at the visitor center. <laughs> the delicacy. So, and I'm eating pub subs. Oh my god, no. The, the food of the people. Anyways, well, thank you for that story. You're welcome. It was great. It wasn't about gators, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one week I'll do it on gators. <laughs>
Are we ready for my story? Yes. I'm ready to just sit back, relax. I put my laptop away. I'm chilling now. Wow. It's like we're back in the dark ages. (laughs) (laughs) I am recording this on a stone tablet. (laughs) We're recording this by candlelight. I'm literally have a candle burning. That's more true. It's more just to make it kind of smell good. Because you took a big deuce before I got here. No, we didn't. <laughs> don't don't spread lies. Okay, so I am doing mine on the island of the dolls, which is located in Mexico, which was the theme of this episode. Listen, we didn't have a running title. We didn't have a running title. So I'm doing it on the island of the dolls. So my sources are Isla de las Munecas dot com. Probably said that wrong. You know. That means Island of the Dolls, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Probably. Ghost Adventures, season 10, episode 4. I'm pretty sure is what it was. 10 seasons of that god-awful show. There's way more. On Hulu, I was going to watch it on Hulu because it's on Hulu, but it only starts at season 11, and past that, there are at least like four, five, six, seven more. <laughs> so, yeah. Do we really need to be getting them that much money? No. But now Brandon is like wanting to put them on and i honestly don't like it that much but no because they just like go out there and they're like scream screaming at ghosts it don't make no sense yeah well you'll see you'll see um i also use wikipedia uh the lineup.com five famously haunted dolls that terrorize their owners and discovery.com so just south of mexico city in between the canals of xochimilco now it is not spelled at all like it sounds so i hope i said it right which is, so this place is a part of the ancient Aztec canal system in Mexico. There's a small island that is covered in dolls. They're scattered like all over the island and hanging from like all the trees and they're said to be possessed. And also, it's also known as uh, Isla de las Munecas. I say that that's mostly what, I'm sure that's what the locals call it. They don't call it Island of the Dolls. (laughs) So the man who created this island it was its caretaker for... Okay, he didn't create the island itself. No, but, like, why did he... I'm assuming you're going to tell me he put all these dolls on this island, but for he what did. purpose? Well, that is the whole last story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Get to it. Come on now. Okay, so he was its caretaker. He considered himself himself its caretaker. Um, his name was Don Julian Santana Barrera. Uh, he lived on this island alone after he left his wife and family sometime in the mid-1900s and... Nobody really knows why. So he basically left his family and went to live on this island in, like, the canals of Mexico. Interesting. And in 1950, Don Julian found a little girl who was drowning in the canals near his island, but he was unable to save her life, and she died. (gasps) Now, he was wrapped with guilt over this, that he was unable to save her. So... Like, soon after, a little baby doll drifted up to his island, and he thought that it was probably hers, or for some reason he thought it was hers, and he saw this as a sign and began to collect different dolls as offerings to the little girl that had died. And so he began hanging them around the island. And so the reason that he, like, continued to collect these dolls is because he began to experience pretty odd stuff happening, and he said that he kept... Hearing the little girl cry out, I want my doll. So, he also began to hear whispers and footsteps on the island, even though it was miles away from any other people or civilization. Why didn't he just move? 
well, I guess he really loved this island. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want to go have to see his ex-wife in town. <laughs> um, and so out of like fear from all this shit happening and to pacify the girl because he thought that you know maybe she was upset with him, he spent the next 50 years hanging dolls from trees all over the island. And he kept a shrine in like a little shed for his most special dolls. And that included the first one, that, the very first one that came to the island. But he began to realize that the dolls he was collecting to pacify this one little girl that had drowned um, were actually, the rest of the dolls he was collecting were actually possessed as well. They were possessed. Were they? Do you think they became possessed or do you think he bought them possessed? Well, he said that they were possessed by the spirits of other dead girls. So, I don't know if bringing them to the island... Did he buy them from a thrift store? Well, not exactly. He would... I said, he continued to collect them, even though he realized that they're all possessed. Um, So, he kept collecting them, and he would get them at just, like, random locations. So, he would, like, pick them up, like, out of the canals. Like, I guess if people, like, dropped them, like, a little kid drops it, and he would, like, dig in, like, trash cans and find them. So, I don't think he was purchasing them. I think he was finding them. So yeah, I don't, I don't trust used dolls. Like when you go to thrift stores and you see like kind of like porcelain dolls, uh-huh. yeah, I don't trust that. Get your, I love thrift dating. Don't get me wrong, but buy your dolls new. No, I used to have a porcelain doll and I loved her oh so much. Her arm fell off, and my grandma had to sew it back on, and then I lost her. I think she got up and walked away. Or my mom took her away, but I'm not really sure why. Your mom took her to Goodwill to haunt someone else. She was so pretty. She had, like, brown hair. She was so cute. A little creepy, probably, but I loved her. Yeah, I had one um, that was, it looked like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And so she had the pretty brown hair Mm -hmm. with the curls. So, and it reminded me of that movie. uh, Did you ever watch? It's like The Little Princess or something like that. Or The Girl... Is like she's living at this like boarding house, and then her dad. She they find out her dad died, and so then she can't pay for this boarding house anymore. So she got to live in the attic, and <laughs> and then she's sad because her dad's dead. And then and then the lady at the boarding house is mean to her because she's not rich anymore. Because she used to be rich when her dad was alive, and it's like a whole thing. Oh Lord, and she, the little girl. The only thing she's allowed to keep is her little porcelain doll, and she holds it and cries because her dad gave it to her oh god it's a terrible movie but they used to play it like all the time i think on like abc family or something and that's what made me think of uh the porcelain doll whenever i'd watch that movie um well i'm gonna go ahead and spoil it so you never ever have to watch that god-awful movie at the end (laughs) they find out that her dad is not dead yeah they find out her dad's not dead because it's like in the olden days oh, so, you know okay, okay. i don't know the yeah, okay. the uh what is it called a telegram he, yeah they telegram. thought he died and they're like Oop, just kidding just kidding and at the end she her dad saves her from the mean boarding house oh lord it make you cry you would ball oh, God. <laughs> because i know you already emotional today but it is it's a doozy of a movie well, and they can fuck off we'll have to look we'll have to locate this movie watch it do a live watching (laughs) okay so that was a tangent sorry yeah so he was collecting old trash dolls not nice pretty porcelain dolls 
Um, and so when he would go to hang these dolls, some of them he would hang like just the whole ass doll, but some of them he would take apart and hang their body parts in various locations around the island. So there'd be like a random head over here, a torso over here, a leg over here. I don't know. Um, there, uh, I'll get to it later. There's uh, questions of, of his sanity. Clearly. You're kidding. No. So, would a sane man not I decorate an island with a bunch of trash dolls? But see, like, he didn't, like, he didn't, uh, you know, live near anybody, and nobody really knew what was going on, so maybe he was just, maybe there was just, like, a bunch of shit going on, because... I'll get, I'll get to it, okay? Now, according to the people that were close to him, because he still had, like, friends and family that he talked to, um, they said it was as if some unseen force was controlling him and that, like, he completely changed. Apparently, the guilt of not being able to save this little girl, like, took a huge toll on him. Which I'm like, I don't... It never really said why he thought he could save this little girl because I'm like, she was already drowning. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, if I saw somebody drowning and I tried to save them and I couldn't, like, I would be very sad. But I don't think I would just take that all on my own shoulders. Because to me, it sounds like she just kind of floated up to the island. I don't know. Yeah, it's odd that this drowning girl was floating by this dessert. Like, this this island's, like, pretty far off the beaten path, I guess. I think so. And they said it's canals, so, like, maybe people live in, like, other, like, islands around, you know? I don't know. But in 2001, uh, Don Julian was found dead by a family member in the same place that the little girl was said to have died 50 years earlier. Mm. So his family, they have a theory that they, apparently when he was found, his family member said that they saw like a fish, like a big fish underneath him, but like not really a fish. It's like a spirit of a serpent slash mermaid that they says it lives in these canals. It's basically an evil spirit and they think that it drowned the little girl and stole her spirit and that it also drowned Don Julian. So kind of like um, how like sirens would get people to uh-huh. go out and then they drown them. Kind of like kinda, that. Yeah, because they said in the Ghost Adventures episode that John Julian play his guitar like out near like out you know near the water mm-hmm. to like I don't know appease the mermaids or something like that. They're like, shut up, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I want to say. Anytime I hear someone playing a guitar that, out in public, I'm like, can you just shut up? I know. God, it's, shut up. If these, like, spirits, these, like, serpent spirits or mermaids are also thought to drown, like, more people in the, like, river. Like, it's a thing that people think mm. happens. So it wasn't just those two. Like, it's a known thing that people think that these spirits are drowning people. So, while Don Julian, he died... Um, all of the dolls still remain on the island and are quite active to this day. So, like, they're still out there being possessed. Um, and people think that the reason that this whole area is kind of, you know, spooky and creepy is because um, it's got a pretty tragic history. Uh, a man in the Ghost Adventures said that these canals have been pretty troubled in the past and they have just, like, a bad energy because during the Mexican Revolution in 1911, a bunch of bodies were dumped into the canals and just, like, left there. And then when they went to go, like, clean up the canals, I guess, like, years later, there were tons of skeletons that had to be, like, recovered from the water. So they think that just some bad juju there from, you know. Yeah, that's got some bad vibes. Yeah. 
So the whole area has a haunted spooky vibe. And some of the locals, though, they don't like to consider it haunted, per se. They consider it charmed. I don't know if they're just trying to make themselves feel better or if in, like, Mexican folklore or, like, in their culture, like, that means something different. Should have looked into it more. Sorry, I didn't. I I honestly did these notes last night. That is the, uh, this is the closest I've cut it (laughs) thus far. So, locals that still visit the island say that many of the dolls move in really odd ways. So, not just, like, an eye blinking or even just, like, an arm moving, but, like, their whole body will start moving. I don't like that. And one of the dolls is said to make a crying noise. And in the episode, the man describes it as if the doll has, like, batteries and a sound box making the noise. But, like, these dogs are, dogs, these dolls are old as shit. Like, none of them are able to make noise anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in the Ghost Adventures episodes, it episode, Zack isn't his normal douchey self, you know. He's clearly uncomfortable, and he's kind of quiet. Like, he's not saying too, too much in the beginning. God, finally, we've gotten him to shut up. I know. He apparently has a really, really big fear of dolls. And so, when they first got to the island, he, he literally was like, these dolls are going to take our souls. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that, but... Uh, he says that he's, okay, now we're just going into a little bit of an overview of what happened in this ghost adventures, because I just think y'all need to know. Okay, I'm ready. So, he says he's really, really scared of dolls. Like, Zach is so scared of dogs. So, he decides that he's going to bring Harold the doll into this episode, because he wanted to take Harold the doll to this haunted island to help them communicate with the other doll dolls. Who is Harold? Okay, I was going to say, for those of you that don't know who Harold is... He's a very, very haunted doll and has been known to cause, like, a lot of problems to his owners and crazy things to happen. He's even caused some of them to die, they think. Like, one of his owners died of, like, a stroke or something. He's, like, one of the famous haunted dolls. Um, He's considered the most verbally vicious haunted doll. Uh, And in one article... Not, like, not as verbally abusive as Chucky. No, in one article, he is described as, quote, the most visibly disheveled. So I was like, I mean, he's got some serious problems. He ain't cute um, at all. Uh, He ain't got clothes on or nothing. Yeah, I know. I just looked him up. He looks like Um, something that was in the back of a closet. He looks like he floated up a river. Yes. Yeah. I've never heard of him. You haven't? Mm -hmm. I have. I think I've probably listened to an And That's Why We Drink episode about it because they love to talk about their haunted dolls. You know, they just love it. Also, Harold, I'm sorry that you're so disheveled. I understand that you have a troubled past, so I'm in no way trying to talk shit. Yeah, I'm not trying to talk shit, but... Maybe one day, I've never heard of him. I well, I've had to listen. Yeah, maybe one day we can do like a specific haunted doll episode. So I'm not going to go into too many details. But in the episode, Harold actually causes some mischief because Zach finds three tiny little bruises on his arms that <gasps> looks like finger bruises from like a small baby hand. And they think that it may be from Harold. Um, and when you're in the episode, you can see these tiny little bruises. Now, I do have to say, I've gotten bruises very similar to those that he had. And I have no idea where they came from. So, and it was in the exact same spot. But I don't think I got mine from Harold, but. Now, my question is, you know that Harold has a trouble past. You uh-huh. know he's got some bad juju. Uh-huh. Why? I know that they were, their thought process was, oh, he can help. But based off of his resume 
What made them think that he was a good candidate to <laughs> Well, I literally said next, I was like, so Harold is not playing around. And then I said, honestly, I don't know why they thought they needed Harold on this investigation. Um, but you know what? They decided to take him. So they grab, they get Harold and they're going to take him with them to the Island of the Dolls that night to see what they can figure, see what they can find. So when they get there, they hear like random cans being kicked around on the island. And when they get there, there's like a fire going, which is weird because no one was supposed to be there. I don't know. It could be some locals fucking around. Who knows? They're like, we've seen this camera crew. Let's fuck with them. Let's fuck with these Americans. <laughs> um, so when they get there, Zach takes Harold to the shed. The shed where um, like all the, the original ones. Yeah. And like they said that the shed has like the most possessed dolls in it. Um, you know, they take Harold here. But earlier in the episode, a medium, they went to meet with a medium. And the medium actually said, do not take Harold to this island because the medium was trying to say that like the doll spirits on the island while very creepy aren't necessarily like evil because mm-hmm. if it is just like souls of like little girls or something or like mm-hmm. ghosts maybe of ghosts of people who drowned in these canals and somehow they're getting transferred into these dolls that's my own theory mm-hmm. they're not necessarily they're not evil um, but Zach takes Harold anyways. Of course he does. And so while they're in the shed, you can hear a doll start laughing hysterically and like so loud. And so the Ghost Adventures people start freaking out. And this happens right before Zach was going to open the case to take Harold out. And even in the episode, Zach was like, I think these dolls are telling us that they don't want Harold in here. But mm, I can uh-huh. see that. So... They they thought that the one doll was trying to stop Zach from taking Harold out. Um, and so they start, like, messing around with the dolls to see, like, okay, maybe one of them got knocked and that's what's making this laughing noise because maybe it does have, like, a voice box. So they start knocking around with the doll that they thought had the voice box. Turns out there's no voice box in it. There was nothing there. It was just creepy-ass laughing. I don't know... Um, if that was a a production edit or not but that would seem like a big lie that they would have to tell Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna leave it also they had they had a lot of locals in this episode that backed them up so and after going to the doll shed they decided you know what let's go to the hut where don julian used to live and we'll see what's going on there they took another doll that they created with them to this hut to this hut I'm telling you, this doll looked like just like a fucked up giant Barbie doll (laughs) that they had put some sort of like contraption inside of. Because they were like, if we take this doll, Don Julian will want to come out. And I'm like, why would this bitch make him want to come out? But they took his friend with him. And when they got to Don Julian's little shed or hut, there's like a shrine to him there now. And so they saw what they consider a black anomaly come up out of the shrine and then they saw unexplainable lights come in, like, turn on inside the hut. And also, while they were at the hut, they saw an apparition that comes up, like, on the screen at the same time that they hear footsteps. And also, while they're there, one of Don Julian's friends was there trying to talk to him. Uh, now, Don Julian did not speak. But the friend uh, had some alcohol or something, and he went to cheers the fa- Don Julian. See, And he claims he felt his energy... I don't know. It was dark at night. It was at <laughs> night. I think he was just really probably feeling the moment. You know, this was his dead friend's house. Um, well, then Zach goes back to the doll 
the doll place because I guess he got tired of talking to Don Julian. He was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> this guy ain't saying much. Say much. So he goes back to the doll place and he feels an icy cold hand go down his back while talking to the dolls. And he says again, I think this has something to do with me having Harold in here. Mm-hmm. Harold is still in the bag at this point too. So after that, he after he says, he feels the hand and he was like, mm, I think it's because Harold's in here. He decides that uh, he's just going to go ahead and open the bag and take Harold out. Now, he was going to see what happens. So, he opens the bag, takes Harold out, and then the episode ended. Oh, God. <laughs> the only thing that they mentioned uh, that happened when they took Harold out of the bag. So, they took Harold out of the bag. They set him on the ground, and they've got, like, these infrared cameras. Now, Harold in the infrared camera is sitting next to the weird little Barbie doll bitch. And under both of their asses, it's a little, like, red. Like, it's more red. But they point to Harold, and they were like, look, it's warm underneath his butt. He's a doll. He's not real. It shouldn't be this color. And when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, well, the weird Barbie doll bitch also has red underneath her ass. (laughs) And so that's literally all they did. That's all that they could come up with that Harold did or helped with. He just had red shit under his ass. (laughs) And he also pissed everybody off. So that's all the episode ended. You brought him here and he ruined the party. Yes. So we're off of Go to the Adventures now. This is this is the ending. We're back to Don Julian. So in the years following his death and even into the modern day, people visit the island and pay tribute to him and to the little girl. They still bring dolls and hang them up on the island to like honor both of them. And a lot of fairies pass through there, and you can take tours um, to the island. So it's just mostly become, like, a popular tourist spot, kind of. But some locals refuse to take people to the island because they're real superstitious, and they think that this is a bad place. I get that. And lastly, some people wonder if the legend behind the island is fully true. Um, some consider Don Julian just to be, like, a mentally ill man who lived on this island alone, and that they don't think that the little girl ever even existed. They think that maybe he created it in his mind. And so he just had a weird obsession with collecting these dolls. But it is true that he believed all of it. Like, that part's not a legend. Like, he told this story and, like, he didn't die until 2001. So his friends can say that, like, he really, really believed this. Um... But the, the island is still very creepy, most likely haunted, and maybe covered in possessed dolls. Interesting. And Zach Baggins just went and ruined that whole bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, for me, I feel like, I don't know if I necessarily believe that this little girl died, because there is there no report, like actual report? Because I would think, yeah. like, if this little girl drowned and she died and he found it, wouldn't there be some sort of like report like her family would have had to come mm-hmm. like is there what did he what if he did something with her yeah. i've never heard this uh, theorized and i don't want to like talk bad about him but if she did exist yeah like what happened did he like take her and like bury her if he was like kind of i don't mm-hmm. know office was like not completely sane at that point already yeah now i would think he already was probably going through a little bit of a a life crisis because he <laughs> because he left his wife and kid and yeah skipped town but you know so maybe he just was already like on the downward spiral and just kept on going and was like you know what 
Dolls. Dolls. And I was like, how could you live on this island covered in creepy ass dolls? Like, shit's... Although I guess, like, if he... I mean, he has friends, but I was like, if he lives by himself, is it kind of like in the movie Castaway where he has the volleyball Wilson? Is it kind of like something like that? Maybe. But yeah, it is weird because like while he did live out there alone, like he had friends that would like come and like hang out with him because like the island's like kind of, it's not like too far out. Like it's far out, but not far, far out. Mm -hmm. I think it said like maybe through ferry, it may take like an hour to get out there. So it's not terrible or even like by a rowboat, it might take that long. And you're not going out into, like, the ocean. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's very odd. Yeah. Very odd. And, like, in these canals, they do, like, plays of, like, La Llorona, too, oh, to make it, like, yeah. extra creepy out there. I almost did her, and I was like, you know what? Hold back. Because well, okay. I've been wanting to do Chupacabra uh-huh. longer, and then I was like, oh, I could do it on La Llorona. But I think I'm going to hold back and and do her another time. Yeah, she'll, de- she'll definitely come up again. Oh, for sure. Anyways, that was the story of the Island of the Dolls. Very odd, very creepy. Um, If you want to watch the ghost adventure, just go ahead and do it. It's not on Hulu, but I just found it on some rando website. Yeah, now I know that the whole story that you told was mostly about the dolls, but I find these sort of like sirens or serpents Uh in the canals, I find them more interesting. I do too. I never heard... Other podcasts I've listened to about this, I don't remember them mentioning the fish serpent thing, mm-hmm. which I almost didn't because they probably don't mention it because in the uh, like the, the ghost adventures is when they really talk about it and it gets kind of confusing, but I think I kind of pieced together what they were trying to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are interesting. Maybe maybe there's more information about those out there because... Which, of course, I love a good like folklore mm-hmm. so fish, fish monster fish monster <laughs> well i just like like all that like that's why i love the movies pirates of the caribbean oh because they talk about the kraken oh, they got yeah. mermaids you know i'm gonna do my next story on old greg <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna do mine on sharks fish our next episode is just gonna be us telling you about sharks and alligators <laughs> Who will win? Sharks or alligators? (laughs) Yeah, that'll be our post. Who would win, a shark or an alligator? Well, that's a lie because our actual next episode is Family Man Murders. Done. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's the title we're going to go with. Family Man Murders. Um, So stick around for that next Friday. Uh, And you know what? If you got a weird story, if you've ever visited the dolls, you know, if you've been attacked by a serpent, (laughs) <laughs> let let me know. Uh, email us at this is gonna sound weird at gmail dot com, and we'll send you a free sticker. We will. I sent some out last week. I, I also sent out one last week. They should be on their way. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram at gonna sound weird pod. Follow us on Twitter at gonna sound weird. Uh, join our Facebook group. Huh? And you know what? If you are for, if you're totally glazing over during this entire part, and you're like, I missed all of that. Just go to our Instagram, and all the links are in the bio. Sydney has made us a wonderful link tree, and we have a website. And we have a website now. It's very simple, but I made it, and I'm proud. I didn't get a degree in computer science. I'm really proud about my this. Well, I'm I'm proud of you. Um, also, write and review us on Apple Podcasts. Plus, plus, plus. Mm-hmm. 
five stars preferably if you mm-hmm. give us one star that would really make me sad and i'll probably have to cry again yeah if you think about giving us a one star just email us and just tell us what we can work on and we'll see if we can improve we'll see if we can and if we don't if we don't just i don't know i don't know what to tell you <laughs> why have you wasted all your time listening to a podcast that you hate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so is that it that's it we'll all see right. you next week goodbye goodbye